NPR. Hey everyone, Stacey Vanek Smith here. I'm the co-host of Planet Money's daily show, The Indicator. So about six months ago, we at The Indicator made an investment. It was a risky investment. Pretty much everybody told us we were going to lose our shirts, but we went for it anyway. And this investment took us on a pretty amazing journey into the world of energy markets, debt, pink slips, and even death, transformation, and rebirth. It has been truly epic. We've devoted several episodes of The Indicator to this journey, but today on A Very Special Planet Money, we have combined them, the whole journey, into one episode. And it all started back in December with a surprise, a holiday surprise, actually, for my co-host, Cardiff Garcia. Here it is. Cardiff Garcia, we've asked you to come into the studio today because there is a new member of Team Indicator. Oh, really? Yeah. You, of course, you know most of our team, our producers, Darius Rafion and Hi. Lena Sunsgiri. Hello. And our editor, Patty Hirsch. Hi, Cardiff. And this new mystery person uh, about whom I was not consulted. <laughs> yes, there is a new member of the team. Okay. So, Cardiff... You might remember in an interview earlier this week, you told economist Tim Harford that you thought a junk bond would be the perfect gift. For Christmas, yes. And so we called up our editor, Patty Hirsch, and said, Santa Claus. hey, can we get Cardiff a junk bond? And Santa said, has Cardiff been a good boy this year? <laughs> and we said, absolutely, he has. Good enough. I'm year. at the edge of my seat, by the way. <laughs> I said, let's try it. Planet Money has a special little slush fund for things just like this, and it's just sitting there, gathering dust. Go for it. So, we decided that we were going to make a probably terrible, incredibly risky, but maybe, just maybe, very lucrative investment. We were going to buy a junk bond. Hello, and welcome to Planet Money. A lot has happened since December, and a lot has happened with our junk bond since December. Today on the show, we bring you a three-part saga our junk bond journey, starting with the purchase. Buying a junk bond. We did not really know where to begin. So we called up one of our very favorite bond market experts, Marilyn Cohen. She is the founder of Envision Capital Management. Hi, how are you? Top of the morning, it is. I'm doing good. And we told her, we want to buy a junk bond. She had some reservations. That is a terrible idea. But why is it a bad idea? I mean, what is a junk bond? A junk bond simply is uh, a company that issues debt that is not investment grade. Investment grade. So there are big ratings agencies that give companies grades based on their financial soundness. So a company like Johnson & Johnson or Microsoft have a triple A credit rating. They're in good financial shape. If you lend them money, they will almost certainly pay you back. But not everyone gets a AAA. If a company is struggling, if lending the money is a bit risky, the company might get downgraded to a AA, a AA minus, or a triple B. And there's a credit ratings threshold. And once you fall below that, your bonds, your debt is classified as junk. Junk. Maryland says the official term, by the way, is high yield bond. 
The yield is the interest payment you get when you lend money to a company, when you invest in a bond. And when companies dip into junk territory, they are considered really risky to lend money to. Their bonds are seen as risky. So the company issuing those bonds has to offer really high yields, really high interest rates on those bonds to attract investors. So normally the bond market is considered very safe and not very profitable. The junk bond market is the exception to all this. It's risky and profitable. These are companies that are actually at risk of not paying investors back. This is it's like junk bonds just means like risky bonds. This is like lending money to your flaky roommate. Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Right now, Marilyn says the junk bond market is on fire. Corporate debt is at an all time high. Interest rates have been low for so long that it's really cheap for companies to just borrow money for whatever reason. So they have been. For investors in bonds, this is not always great news because low interest rates mean you don't necessarily make much money on bonds. So more investors have been creeping into riskier bonds, hoping to make some money. Like us. Like us. So we asked Marilyn how to buy a junk bond. You'd have to set up a brokerage account and buy the bond, Uh, uh, you know, online. I am opening up my Fidelity account. So we roped in producer Darius Rafian. We said, hey, don't you have an online brokerage account? Want to help us get Cardiff a junk bond? Darius called Fidelity, and they told him high-yield bonds would be a little tricky to find. He specifically said that they hide the the high-yield bonds. They do? Like, they don't hide them. They they don't, they make it, you have to go searching for them because they don't want people to see these huge yields and be like, well, bonds are safe, and if this is paying 146% interest, like, why wouldn't I just do that? So, to Fidelity's credit, they make it. Difficult to make yeah, bad decisions. Okay. It's very funny. <laughs> um, but we are determined to make yes, Oh, we are going to make some bad decisions. We are to make a bad decision. In a corporate high yield. Cool. There's currently 1,264 bonds available. Of the junk variety. So first one on the list, <laughs> high yield, high yield. Ford Motor. Ford oh, Motor. Okay. Uh, They're junk bonds? Uh, Status? High yield? So this one, it costs... $1,000 for one of them. Okay, that's okay. probably and over And you have to budget. buy a minimum of 200 That's a little rich so for So if you have $200,000, you can okay, get can, these bonds. Can we but, organize by like lowest yes, to highest let's, price? <laughs> let's do by lowest price. All right, so here's here's a bond issued by a company called Hornbeck Offshore Services. The, Offshore Services oil? I assume it's oil, right? Yeah, yeah. I would imagine um, so. So... Just to show you how cheap and junky this bond is, if that actually gets to maturity, which seems not likely, these bonds yield 146.7%. Okay. Uh, to give put that in perspective. And over what period? Over, over a year? Yeah, like, year like, like a year and, year and change from now. Um, to give you a frame of reference, a 12-month treasury is yielding 1.5%. <laughs> so 1.5% versus 146%. Nice. Okay. I mean, you know, th- there is like a good side to junk. Um, good yield for sure. So these bonds are $286.50 okay. and okay. a minimum of two. Yes. So that would be $600. Yeah, just a, a little under $600. That's the cheapest one. Yeah. I think that the bond industry might be for rich people. It's looking this way. It seems- it's look- I feel like we could buy stocks for way less. I know right. we could. Yeah, buy we could stocks. buy penny stocks. We could buy penny stocks. But it looks like we're we're, we're going with Hornbeck. Looks like we're going offshore. Yeah, we got the order all lined up. Okay, so what does it say? Let's read it off. Uh, so we got two bonds from Hornbeck Offshore Services, maturity date March first, twenty twenty one. 
it's going to cost us six hundred and twelve dollars and twenty eight cents. Okay. All right. So okay. I'm hovering okay. over it. Here we go. Place order. Processing. Thank you. Your order has been placed. Woo! All right. We are the proud. We own a junk bond. How? I don't know. How do you? How do you feel? I'm getting a little bit of a rush. I've never bought a bond before. <laughs> Me neither. We bought two. Not even. We have one. two bonds. I know. And we okay. need it. I feel like we need to name this bond. So let's see a company called Hornbeck, Hornbeck. Offshore Services. Ooh, Becky. Oh, I like Becky. <gasps> Becky with the good yield. <gasps> you better call Becky with the good yield. Becky with the good yield. So we good. Got that, that high junk grade yield. <laughs> Becky with the good yield. Becky with the good yield. Okay. Well, we are the proud new owners of a bond for Hornbeck Offshore Services and now, just one thing is left. We have to give it to Cardiff. We have to give it to Cardiff. Okay, so you've handed me, Stacey, this uh, this blue folder, all right? Yes. It's got bows on it. Uh, I'm going to rip these off. This is a packet of information about the bond and articles about the company. And also, because it is an oil drilling company, fossil fuels, oil, we decided that Becky would best be represented as a dinosaur. Because oil comes from dinosaurs, fossil fuels. Uh, so here is Becky, the little pink dinosaur. Becky with the good yield. <laughs> <laughs> so Team Indicator owns a junk bond. Two junk bonds. Two junk bonds. Christmas did indeed come early. So year. what do you think of your Very gift? Very exciting, guys. Uh, so you like it? Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. So uh, Cardiff, how does it feel to be in the junk business? It's about time. All right, about time. After the break, we get to know Becky. This message comes from NPR sponsor FM Global. Your commercial property insurance partners at FM Global have a different approach to keeping your business resilient. Because in the business world, resilience is being redefined. Today, resilience means navigating business, risk, and individual complexities to make sure nothing can stop your business from moving forward. With FM Global as your commercial property insurance partner, resilience is a choice. Make your business more resilient at fmglobal.com. I'm Lisa Hagen. And I'm Chris Haxel. We're the hosts of No Compromise, NPR's new podcast exploring one family's mission to reconstruct America using two powerful tools guns, and Facebook. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Join us for the No Compromise podcast from NPR. Just how risky was our investment in Becky? Well, a couple of months after we made this purchase, we called Claire Boston to ask. I was walking down the street and um, you said, oh, we bought Hornback. And I audibly gasped. Claire covers the bond market for Bloomberg. Hornbeck is an extremely risky company. I uh, spent a lot of time looking at these companies, and um, you guys didn't just pick, you know, like a higher quality junk bond. A higher quality yeah, we junk bond. we know how bond. to pick them. <laughs> I know. Claire says the junk bond market is a pretty big and varied place, and not all junk bonds are created equal. So there are three basic tiers. We mentioned company credit ratings, AAA, AA, single A, triple B, etc. These are all desirable ratings for a company. These are so-called investment-grade ratings. It's a lot like a person's credit rating. If you're below triple B, though, you're now in junk bond territory, like our bond. The first tier is double B. That is what we would call the high-quality junk. 
um, you know, no one is worried about them not being able to pay back their bonds. For instance, some of Ford Motors bonds are in that category. Also, JCPenney and Twitter. And a record number of U.S. companies are issuing junk bonds now, Claire says. Companies have started borrowing unprecedented amounts of money and using it to buy up other companies and to expand their operations and do all kinds of things. And why not? The money's cheap. But all that debt will bring your credit rating down. And that's why so many big, stable companies are in the junk category right now. And then sort of the biggest part of the junk market is sort of that single B range, so call it the middle. You know, and so that's kind of what people consider to be traditional junk. So, you know, a little riskier. Companies like Bethlehem Steel, Revlon, Uber, a lot of companies that are still considered to be solid companies, just maybe having some cash flow problems. And then the lowest tier is Triple C. Um, that's where we bought. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Tell me about this lowest tier. Um, these are companies that definitely you could think about potentially running into trouble and not being able to pay their obligations back. Like um, maybe going bankrupt or something like that? Yes. Even in the best of times, investors are a little sort of wary of really loading up on Triple C debt. Hornbeck Offshore Services is in that lowest tier. Yep. Of course it <laughs> is. That's where we invested. <laughs> Hornbeck, the company, is based in Covington, Louisiana, a little city right near the Gulf Coast. Hornbeck was founded in 1997 by Todd Hornbeck, and he is still the company's CEO. Hornbeck has about 1,000 employees, and it owns a fleet of boats that it hires out to supply people and equipment to offshore drilling sites. Now, we tried to call Hornbeck a bunch of times, but... Yeah, that was the closest thing we got to respond. <laughs> Okay, so we've established that Hornbeck's debt is in the lowest level of junk right now. Claire Boston says actually a lot of oil companies are in that situation because low oil prices have pushed a lot of these companies into troubled territory, but especially companies like Hornbeck. Not only is it energy, which is kind of an out-of-favor sector right now, it is the most out-of-favor of the out-of-favors. Ooh, how come? It is an offshore drilling services company. And offshore drilling is basically the category of the market where um, energy companies are exploring for oil, not, you know, in the ground or in the swamp, you know, in the U.S., but deep underwater. And super expensive. Exactly. And so those companies need the highest oil prices to make money. And so I talk to a lot of investors for my job. And, and I have investors that say, oh, you know, like we think parts of energy are OK. But uh, right now, very few of them are willing to take a risk on offshore. Five years ago, a share of Hornbeck stock cost about 23 bucks. Right now, it's around 60 cents a share. In fact, right after we bought our bonds, Hornbeck was suspended from trading on the New York Stock Exchange because its share price had dropped so low. David Deckelbaum is the managing director of equity research at the investment bank Cowan & Company. Stacey, you called him up to figure out what this would mean for us, for our investment in Hornbeck. Hornbeck's had a rough time. I think they're now yep. trading in is it pink sheets. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. In, yep. in pink yep. sheets. That yep. seems bad. That's like, yes. a, okay, that's that's not what you want. Yeah, once you go pink, that's like the last color you're going to see, you know. Well, that's depressing. Yes, that's not good. David says Hornbeck just has a lot of debt and not many prospects for making money in the near future. So do you think we'll get our money back? <laughs> uh, <laughs> when, you, when you acquire a distressed debt instrument um you know i I think it's no you know you can always always, but once you're involved in a distressed situation it's a matter of negotiation and you know sometimes a company can be so down and out that they just elect to go bankrupt and wipe out all of their credit 
or wipe out all of their bonds. Oh. But, you know, keep in mind, like, most of these companies are run by folks that want to stay employed, that don't necessarily want to go bankrupt. Um, so I, I think what what you tend to happen is, is usually there's some sort of exchange, uh, and, and the current bondholders would have to agree on that. And that is exactly what happened. We talked to David in February, and almost right after that, Hornbeck started doing something called an amend and extend on its debt. So our bond was supposed to mature in 2021. That is when we would have gotten all of our money back, plus, of course, the 146% interest. If we got it back, yeah. Yeah, now Hornbeck is asking bondholders to wait until 2025 to cash out on those bonds. In return, it's offering a better deal, which means we might actually make a little money on our bond. I don't know. It seems like maybe right now that (laughs) that deal only applies to... uh, Accredited investors, real investors. It's not actually clear right now if we qualify for it. But so unfair. Yeah. Well, David Deckelbaum says Hornbeck is no doubt in serious talks with many of those other investors right now and asking them to approve this amend and extend deal. He says Hornbeck most definitely has its hands full. But we're going to keep trying them. Next up, Becky meets a pandemic. And our investment adventure takes a very surprising turn. Hey, Greg, newsletter feedback. Have been loving your newsletter as of late. Oh, yay. Oh, they want you to switch to a serif font. Oh, they want to switch to serif font? Yeah. <laughs> Where can people subscribe? People can subscribe at npr.org slash newsletter. npr.org slash newsletter. Some days reading a bunch of headlines just isn't enough. You need to let the news sink in. On Consider This, NPR's new daily news podcast... We can help you do that. Each day, in about 10 minutes, you can find out not just what happened, but why and what it means. Consider this. New episodes every weekday afternoon from NPR. Okay, so everything you just heard, that happened months ago before the pandemic, before the economy tanked. So just last month, we decided we should check on Becky. And we called up Claire Boston, the bond expert from Bloomberg. You know, way back when you did that, it was pre-COVID, but the company was already having some serious struggles and um, had started to do things that looked like perhaps it was going to file for bankruptcy. Then, of course, like the world fell apart and COVID happened and we kind of forgot about Becky Kind of did stop while. paying attention, yes. And so now I have some updates for you. I checked in. Check in on Becky. I had a feeling this day was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so first update, Hornbeck is bankrupt. Yeah, that's very sad. I I actually tried not to look up Hornbeck, but this news did come across my screen at one point. So I I knew it. I just didn't want to know what it meant for us. So I've I've avoided looking too much into it. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's not that surprising. Over the last six months, thousands of U.S. companies have filed for bankruptcy. It has been a really brutal time. Yeah. And and, I mean, Hornbeck, I remember, was struggling before the COVID pandemic came along. I mean, it already couldn't pay its debts back then. Yes. So Hornbeck declared bankruptcy. But, you know, even if a company declares bankruptcy, if you have a bond, you will typically get paid back in the bankruptcy settlement, right? At least in part. So, you know, we're not necessarily in terrible shape. I asked Claire, okay, please look into this for us. Tell us what happened to Becky. So I am a nerd. I pulled the restructuring plan out of the bankruptcy documents. And oh they my gosh, we love out. nerds You're, so much. Okay, yes. What did they say? Give us all the details. Do you like like do you want the good news or the bad news? Because actually, I think it's it's actually mostly bad. 
unfortunately. Um, <laughs> okay. okay, okay, but but that means there is some good news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love this glasses half full Cardiff Garcia You're that I'm meeting. Saying this there's is a wonderful. Chance. Yes. <laughs> I am saying there's a chance. Exactly. Okay, Stacey, I'm ready. Our junk yes. bond Becky hit me. What has happened to it? Okay, so we know a few things. The company that issued the bond, Hornbeck Offshore Services, declared bankruptcy back in May. Claire Boston, who covers the bond market for Bloomberg, said, good news and bad news. Okay, so you guys are going to get about $5 back. Oh, okay. Really? For both bonds, $5? Both bonds, $5. Um, Wait, the good news is that it's not nothing? So the good news is that we are getting an amount back. The bad news is that we're getting $5. Yes. So, Cardiff, apparently it's actually less than $5. It's more like $3, but Claire was, like, feeling generous, and so she rounded up for us. (laughs) Much appreciated. Uh, So you're saying our two bonds that we paid $600 for are now worth about, rounded up, 5 bucks or so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I I guess the follow-up question is, why did we get so little? Where did our $595 go? That is an excellent question. And I asked Claire about this. And so she said the bond market is just like a dark and complicated place. And there are a bunch of different kinds of bonds. And so in the case of bankruptcy, she says all of the bond holders, all the people the company owes money to, they get in this kind of line to get their money back. But what happened to you and the reason that you guys are getting so little is that you're sitting kind of back in the line. So, Cardiff, you can think of it like boarding an airplane. First up, you know, you have the people with small children, active military. Those guys, super premium bondholders, they get 100 percent of their money back. Then you've got like the platinum members. They got about 88 percent of their money back. Then way, 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 way down the list. You guys. General boarding. And you're getting half a percent. Yeah. I mean, okay. so remember, though, the potential payoff here was really high. One hundred and forty six percent. We would have more than doubled our money if Hornbeck had pulled through and had not gone bankrupt. But of course, that is the dark side of junk, which is that if a company goes under, junk bond holders are really far back in the line. You lose your shirt. And we lost our shirt. We lost our shirt. So Becky, our yeah, our six hundred dollar pair of bonds is now worth roughly a cup of coffee. There is a twist, though, Cardiff. Okay. Becky is not actually a bond anymore. Ah, do tell. Okay, so it's a little bit of a tale, so settle in. (laughs) So remember Hornbeck went bankrupt back in May, right? Yeah. So when I heard that, I assumed that it was just going out of business forever. Actually, though, like, this makes me sad. I mean... I mean, this is like, I think they employed like a thousand people. Yeah, no, it, it, that's a fair way to think about bankruptcy. Anytime that a bankruptcy occurs, it almost always means um, significant layoffs, store closings. Um, that being said, you know, Hornbeck plans to emerge from bankruptcy. They'll still exist. Um, oh, they so, will? They do? Yes, yes. Okay, so here's the skinny. Hornbeck declared bankruptcy. It was able to shed more than a billion dollars in debt, and it's going to get back to business. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hornbeck lives. Yeah. Okay. So what does that mean for our little junk bond? Well, our little junk bond Becky died. She is no more. She entered, you know, the chrysalis of bankruptcy and she emerged a stock. Oh, great. So we own stock in Hornbeck. We own stock in the newly emerged from bankruptcy Hornbeck 2.0. So Becky went from being Becky with the good yield to Becky with the possible future upside appreciation. I don't know. Something like that. 
I think that's a very exciting option. I feel like we should explore a few more. I have some ideas. Fine, fine. One of them that I came up with, Phoebe, hear me out, because Becky died, rose like a phoenix from the ashes, and so Phoenix, Becky, Phoebe. Yeah, That's okay. one idea. Becky 2.0, re-Becky. Huh? I like Phoebe. I like okay. Phoebe. I, I feel like we Phoebe. can have listeners vote on this on Twitter so to, like, help us out. Let's do it. All right, we're on. So we did indeed have listeners vote. Put the call out on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And the people have spoken. Our new bond turn stock, Zombecky. To keep following the Zombecky saga, please subscribe to the Indicator podcast. It is always 10 minutes or less each weekday. This episode was produced by Lena Sensgiri, Darius Rafion, Nick Fountain, and Liza Yeager. The Indicator is edited by Patty Hirsch. I'm Stacey Vanek-Smith. And I'm Cardiff Garcia. And this is NPR. Thanks for listening.